Hello and welcome to episode 64 Fish Across the Pond, a Marlins UK podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt, and joining me tonight, Lee Dobbs is in the hot seat. Lee, how are we? Yeah, I'm good. You know, I'm not quite as good as always, but yeah. you know, because, because the Marlins have lost, but you know, yeah, yeah, I'm fine though. <laughs> good man, good man. And rounding off the trio for this evening, Dan, the man, Healy is in the house. Dan, how are we? Yes, I'm very well, Pete, very well. A little bit disappointed after what mm-hmm. we were just saying, but no, in good spirits overall. Good man. You boys have, have got some heat action to look forward to tonight as well, I think. So we have. Whilst I, I feel like the Marlins game was perhaps an appetizer, um, you know, ready for the for the main course of the heat this evening. Um, so fingers crossed for, for them boys. I think it was an emotional game the other night with uh, with a lot of action towards the end. Um, yes. But fingers crossed for the heat. Guys, this is Marlins UK post-game live. How about that for some, some hype? Unfortunately, we haven't got a win to talk about. <laughs> um, we've unfortunately got a 5-3 defeat to pick the bones out of. Um, and, and as well, a, a 2-1 series loss to the, the scuttling Red Sox, I'll call it. So, ooh, we came into this series as favourites. My view is this was a trap series. It was a trap. Felt like a trap. The Red Sox, they've got a tidy lineup. They can hit. No doubt about it. They had some pitching woes. Um, but for me, it was a trap series, and I think that played out. Down the man. Rose Urania on the mound tonight, though. Let's let's start with Rose. Um, what did you what did you see from him? Did you did you like what you saw tonight? I thought it was I thought it was a good performance from uh, from Urania. Um, yeah, you know, five innings pitch, well, five point two, just five hits, six uh, strikeouts, a couple of walks. Yeah, I thought it was um, it was a solid performance. Um, I think ninety odd pitches, just couldn't get his way through that final innings, um, which uh, which is when it sort of started to get uh, Boston rolling a bit. But um, I think on the whole, I think a, a decent performance from from Jose. So good to see that. Yeah, I I liked. I liked Jose tonight. Actually, it's I think it's the best he's pitched since he's um, come back this year. I think by some distance, I thought he he was very good. Um, it was a really really interesting battle. I mean, it got it, with the Red Sox. You can't get away from it. Top of the lineup is dangerous. Like yeah. it's full of dangerous dudes up there, and um, that's what I mean. You look at the Red Sox and go, oh, they've only won 17 games, but they are dangerous up top. And they showed it all series long. And um, it came down to, for Jose, there was this big, big battle with Ploiecki, who is, I guess, the the backup catcher. Um, And there was a couple of, you know, close calls. Herania was going inside with that sinker a lot. He was attacking him a lot. He'd already got him out a few times and then Ploiecki ended up coming up big time um, and getting, I think, two runs in with the bases juice. So, massive moment, mate, in that, you know, in the game in general, wasn't it, that one? Yeah, it was. And, uh, yeah, fair play to uh, Ploiecki because he, um, he, he, 
he was disciplined with that. Was, he was getting the same ball all the time. Um, so that duel was exciting. It was, it was a good watch. And uh, yeah, on this time, it didn't go uh, didn't go the pitcher's way. But um, yeah, as you said, I, I do agree. And I think they said that in comms as well, that you know this was, this was arguably um, Jose's best performance of the season. So that's promising. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Jose goes just under six innings. That's what we're looking for from the big man. Two earned... Yep. You know, that's Jose's job, right? And that will be his job for the rest of the season. He'll probably have, you know, maybe two more starts left and um, hopefully a playoff appearance. But, um, you know, that's what we're looking for these days from from Jose. He's a fifth starter. And if you get six out of them um, with two or under, I think you'll take that all day long. But it's good to see him back, though. Like, uh, he looked as as confident as as I've seen him for for some time. Um, Lee Dobbs. I need, so Jose gives up two, Blyer finishes up, mops it up. We then have Kazada come in. So we're only down by two and the big man, literally the big man rolls in. Um, interesting decision, I think, from Donnie specifically going to, to him in that spot. Um, it felt like, you know, the... They're in it still, right? I was surprised not to see like a maybe a Nick Vincent there or you know a Boxberger. What about you, mate? On that one? Yeah, I mean it was surprising. Cause I think Hoyt had been up as well in the previous inning, so I don't know why they didn't go. I know he's more of a specialist coming in when there when there is someone on, you know on base, but mm. yeah, he he was was warmed up. I would have assumed. So yeah, I'm not sure why. And and like 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 saying you know Boxberger. You know, is is perfect for for that role, Garcia. I know some obviously had already pitched, so I wasn't sure who who was like you know, available for like the game. But yeah, it was a strange. I know. I mean, was it Kizada? He's. I mean, he's had he's had two games, you know, and and hasn't allowed a run yet. So mm. it wasn't like he he was on, on, on bad form. But yeah, no. it, it, it maybe wasn't the guy that I would have you know expected to to see. Yeah. You know, in that spot because we, we were we were still in it obviously, obviously only a couple of runs I know the offence had been cold mm-hmm. but obviously they, they turned it around after, after that but but yeah I, I, I suppose overall it was a you know, you know surprise call I, I felt so I mean the Red Sox and the Phillies in many ways they're very similar teams when you look at, at, at the, yeah. how they're structured at the moment right we went out a seven-game series against the Phillies. What's the plan? Get through the starters, get to the pen, and unload. And I think the same was true strategically for the Red Sox. So, you know, we we get through six. I mean, Ivaldi, I thought pitched well tonight. He uh, did. I thought he, I thought he did. He was, and and he had some gas as well for sure. So that's why I think. We do the hard work, right? We keep them under, you know, two runs or under after six. Then you put your, you know, you put your guys in that you you trust, right? Yeah. And wait for a pen explosion <laughs> or meltdown from the Red Sox. So I felt that was a really surprising call to put him in, but and it backfired, right? I mean, you know, listen, Devers, powerful dude, right? Yeah. Powerful dude. That was a serious home run. absolutely destroyed that one so you know it is what it is 5-0 and you think okay we dead we fully dead and you know there we see we we put a bit of a rally up and you know wasn't 
wasn't to be really. But and then Nicky Nicky Nider rocked back yeah, in his yeah, first appearance since that yeah. opening Phillies weekend. Yeah, and pitched well, right? I thought so. Yeah, he did look, you know, look good. I'm surprised he hasn't actually started a game again yet. So, yeah, I'm not sure if there'll be another spot. You know, I mean, we've got two double headers coming up, so maybe he might, he might squeeze in the start again. But yeah, you know, yeah, he did look look good. Yeah, it was. He's an interesting one. There's been these rumours circulating for like a week or two of you know Nick Nider's going to start and he's going to start on his double headers and. You know, we ended up with Braxton Garrett dropping in yeah. over the, the weekend. That was a surprise one. It was like, Nidert's there. Yep, he's going to be the guy. Next thing is Braxton's in the mix. And um, Nidert, you know, the matchup didn't work or whatever. I don't know. But if he pitches today, what day are we today? We're Thursday when we record this. Um, could he squeeze in a start like the Sunday maybe? One of those double headers, or is that going to be is that going to come too soon for him? I mean, he yeah, threw I mean, two innings today. He only pitched two innings, wasn't it today? So yeah, two innings. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think yeah, he he should be available for Sunday if he can, can. Maybe I mean how how stretched out he is, I don't know. So, but if he can give us four or five innings, you know, we go for like double head. Obviously, they're only they're only, they're only seven inning games. So mm. I mean, or, I mean, even if he only went yeah four, it would be fine. So yeah, I, mm. I think he could squeeze in a start on a Sunday. Well, he's not done his he's not done his chances any harm either, is he? He's a good performance tonight. Got through two. Two solid innings there, so uh, yeah, I agree. I think that there's a there's a definite case for him uh, to to start a game and get get four four or five innings out of him. Yeah, I mean yeah. he's there he's there on the roster as well, so it would save having to make another move. You had to, you had to get someone in for him for like one start again. Yeah, no, agreed. Offensively, guys, I, whilst he didn't play the full game today, for me the guy we have to talk about is the muscle man. <laughs> Alfaro, who, I mean, he he came back and was pretty cold, um, you know, first first couple of weeks. But boy, the muscles are are warming up, no doubt about it. Last night, two bombs, then takes one flush on the head, um, you know, from a foul tip, goes out the game, but back in today, pinch hitting, um, you know, RBI single absolutely drilled again I think from memory so Dan it's awesome to see and for me this is huge if you get Alfaro heating up at exactly the right time I think it's huge for this team and huge for this lineup what about you yeah yeah totally agree because he's uh you know pound for pound he's arguably got more power than anybody in this team um so when he's riding a wave which he's got at the moment he is on he's on the tear um, then yeah, you just got that confidence to know that he's gonna he's gonna send the ball a long way. So yeah, great to see him coming again and carry on the form after um, uh, the, the the previous game where I think he ran in. I think it was up four RBIs he ran in after a couple of at bats. So yeah. good to see him just coming in. Um, yeah, one one at bat, a run, an RBI a hit. Yeah, just uh, yeah. No, there's not many finer things than uh, than Alfaro with um, <laughs> with confidence with a bat in his hand. Absolutely, the the dude when when they when they're hit, they stay. And the funny thing is about Alfaro, and he's done this, I think, all the way through his Marlins career. Really, mm. he's always center or oppo. Like I've not seen him really 
fully pull one, I don't think. You know, and I that could go like 500 feet if he really, you know, <laughs> launched into one. Do you know what I mean? Like his hidden lane is his lane is is dead center mm-hmm. with a bit of you know oppo in there. It's it's interesting. He doesn't have that pull. You know, like Aguilar when he wants to really like tonight. Yeah, he turned on a few and they they went foul, but like Aguilar wants to hit them there, right? He wants to turn. He wants to put the pounds behind it and, <laughs> and turn them. And but Alfaro, I think, wants to hit dead center and just drill them. And ah, they were they were beauties last night. I mean, mm. huge, huge hits, and they had to come up in, in a big spot. Lee, I, I'm intrigued to get your take on Corey Dickerson in the leadoff spot. He's been leading off now pretty much since VR was moved on. Just in, interested to get your thoughts on that spot for him his role in that and how it's been going yeah I mean he's not someone you would you know, you know, normally put you know in that spot normally I mean it's just been going okay I mean he's still hit, hitting for power on occasions I think he's is he joint leading home run on the team I mean there's like three of them with six now so yeah I mean it's going okay maybe you know, his lack of speed isn't always the greatest sometimes on, you know, on the basis you know, to get us off to a flying start you know, like we had when when I when VR was there, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I'm not sure where I see. I mean, the rest of the order seems pretty well set. You know, you're down, you know, you know, down down at the middle. So, so yeah, I mean, he's like, maybe you could could swap him around somewhere, but yeah, I mean, overall, he's he's, he's you know, you know, he's doing okay there. I'd say. Yeah, I, I think the thing when you look at Corey, he doesn't profile as a as a traditional leadoff guy, does he? Do you know what I mean? Like, he he hasn't got the wheels if he gets on base. He's not a D Gordon, right? I mean, he's almost <laughs> polar opposite um, to, to to D and, and what his profile is. So I I think the thing that he does bring is he does have the power and equally he can chew up pitches. That's his thing. Like, it's, yeah, that's, 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 it's that's that's that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he started tonight, right? Like, eight, nine pitch yeah. apps. He's so, he's so good at, at seeing yeah. pitches, fouling them off and... He is. He really is. That that that's the thing. I mean, that's the attribute he he kind of excels at, which is he kind of just wears you down. I sense with with Corey, um, Stalin Marte. How impressed have you been with him in his what you know couple of weeks with the Marlins? He's, he's been, been been good. Yeah, he's he's come as advertised. I think. Yeah. Obviously, it, it, his average is slight slightly down on, on what it was before, but. I mean, overall, though, you can't moan. Obviously, he's hitting for power, speed, and everything. So, yeah, he's doing doing fine. Yeah. Dan, just to finish up on, on some guys specifically, um, Jazz Chisholm. Thoughts on Jazz? It's been hit and miss, and bit more missed than hit I think recently what about you yeah I think that's pretty fair I mean um there's so much hype and so much um potential there you can see and you what you you will him it's a bit reminiscent of Brinson because you you're willing him to do so well every time he 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 steps up but yeah he's um you you sort of sum that up quite well it is a bit more missed than hit at the moment but uh, I, I want to see him get a bit of time because, um, as you say, the potential is there, and uh, the rest of the lineup is so um, is so settled. So if you can get someone down at the back end like Jazz that starts to get into a rhythm, then you know that that's 
that's going to be nothing but good work, work in our favour. So, uh, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he gets it together. We've still got a few games left uh, before we hopefully go into a playoff run. So let's see if he can get some momentum. I, I like I like your description there, mate. How you summarised that was was so correct. Where it is the Brinson vibe, where mm. you, you're willing him just just to hit and do well. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you almost need it. We talked about it the other week, didn't we? With you know, Jazz has to hit um, the Gallon trade and whatnot. It's it was a huge trade. I think Gallon's had a couple of iffy starts since, but I mean, Gallon's he's top draw. Uh, I don't, I, you know, it is what it is. And um, Jazz, full of energy, defensively is immense. Yeah, no doubt. Slick as you like, but he has to hit. I must say, from from what I've seen from Jazz, he uh, <laughs> he corked. Was it the Philly series? He corked his first homer. His, his first homer. Um, I think he had a double the inning before. Pretty much like hit the wall an inch from the top. Then the next time at bat, destroyed one exactly the same spot. But then this series, I mean, he, I don't think he's had any hits this series. Maybe one at best. But he's been hitting like big fly balls opposite field as well. So it, it, like you know, he's just grinding away. It's one of them where the the hits will land, and you know, I feel like he's been unlucky. The other thing, and I I don't know any stats behind this, just purely my eyes watching it. I. I feel like he's the most unlucky strike call. Like he's always getting a duff call early in the count. There's always a duff call. Someone will know. Eli, if you're listening, buddy, from Fish Stripes, you'll be able to dig this out. I know you will. Give me give me the ball strike percentage on blown calls for jazz, because I feel like it's high. I just I get the sense that he, he's he's getting a rough ride for some reason, but I think it'll come good. I think he's just he's, he's desperate, Pete, to hear your uh, your trademark um, <laughs> saying now. I think he, he he needs to hear it. He's desperate for it now that it's now that it's famous um, for Marlins Radio. Um, I hope you've got that trademarked, man. What what a moment! Let's just take a minute to talk about that. What a moment! Uh, absolutely, I you know <laughs> top draw from from Glenn as as we've yeah. talked about so many times, guys, on this this yeah. pod. I mean, he's he's such a big part of this podcast. He's been from the start and has always supported us and, and me and whatever. So um, that was a real cool moment. I think he he deployed that at exactly the right time where, you know, UK friendly game, the Marlins are cruising against the Phillies for a five, um, you know, five to two, see, like huge series win, kind of, you know, huge spot, but the Marlins are cruising and then a massive Starling Marte Oppo with the boppo. I mean, he he had it. It was in the back pocket, and yeah. he just deployed it at exactly the right moment. I felt so, and it's got a good reaction as well. That's it. Yeah, got people yeah. signing that. That's it. Amazing. Yeah. Exactly. I, I get the sense that a few people were maybe messaging him saying, what you know, what, what was that call? <laughs> What's Oppo with the boppo mean? But um, you know, that's. I mean, Very it's cool. so cool that. You know he's um, he's doing that, and it's you know, it was just a bit of fun. But I think he, he used it at the right time. But yeah, a uh, lot of well, fun. Well done, um, Glim, as always. Yeah, agreed. I think he he was prompting. I think um, Sebi to use it. I think uh, he was saying it's more it's more his style. <laughs> but anyway, it was false sense of security. But um, you're right. 
top moment, a lot of fun. And actually, we've got an in-play runs um, going off on Sunday, actually, as well. So we're back with that uh, for anyone who, who's tuned into that one. Uh, and luckily, we have a double header. So you have a, a double header of, of Pete Pratt on the mic for in-play runs. <laughs> so, it's only good things. Yeah, anything, anything <laughs> can happen. Anything can happen. Um, guys, we... We come out of tonight, we dropped the series 2-1, or 1-2, but it leaves us at 25-23. and 23. So We're still two games over 500. Um, and what is now, in effect, a, what's that, 12-game sprint. A 12-game sprint. We're two games over 500. We're a full game ahead of Philly, of Philly um, who are in the third spot. Um, boys. Are the Marlins going to make the playoffs this year? <laughs> Lee Dobbs? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dan? I think, we, I think we only need five, five more wins. Five more. Yeah. Five more would get us. I mean, that would if we only get five more wins, we would end at, at 500. Like when you look at the other teams, I mean, I've, I've got the standings. I mean, who's going to catch us? Really? Who's not in the playoffs at the minute? You think the Mets, Washington, Arizona, Pittsburgh are gone. I can't see them making the playoffs. That would only leave St. Louis, Milwaukee, or Colorado. Yeah, there's the three other teams who aren't in the playoffs. Yeah, I can't see. I mean, St. Louis got a few games in hand. Obviously, they might make a move, but Milwaukee—they're three games under at the minute. I can't see them doing it. Colorado, four games under. They'd have to go what, like eight and four the rest of the way. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think five wins would guarantee it. I mean, even four. You know, you know, it could be enough. But yeah, I'd say 99% certain now the Marlins will be playing in October. Yeah. So here's another, here's a wrinkle here. Uh, the way things are shaping up, if the Marlins finish in second spot, then we will 99% be playing the Padres, I think, is the way things will, will shake up. Yeah. Or, and you'll be in the wrong end of the draw too, where you're then you have to go through the <laughs> Padres and then the Dodgers, just the way the seeding shape up. So actually, the wild card spot is actually probably preferable, where you'll end up with like the Braves and the Cubs and uh, someone else. I, I don't know who it is, but anyway, I was looking at going. Oh, the way it's shaping up there, it. We don't want to finish second, maybe. I don't know. Um, you know, it'll be what it'll be, though, guys. I'm only, you know, I don't think we, we can pick and choose that. Um, what, what, a, what a crazy world we live in, where we're where the Marlins are saying, well, we might match up against the Padres. Who would have thought we'd even be saying that? And oh, how about how about it'd be better if we finished third in the wild card? I mean, it's just it's just crazy, crazy stuff. But yeah, I um I, I agree with Lee. I think I was I was totaling that up earlier and I think that five will probably do it um, yes we, we will make the playoffs I'm almost certain of that I think our percentage now of getting there is about 80% 79% something like that so the uh, we're, we're stacked in the odds are with us but and that's why it was it was disappointing really this series because it was a real opportunity missed on the back of riding that wave after a really really important and strong Phillies series win um, we've now it now that, that sort of momentum comes straight back now with the with the Nets series because we've got to really take that we, yeah. we need we need at least three there because then we, we then come up against um, is it the Dodd no the Yankees last isn't it You've got yeah, Brits, so we've got, we've got the Braves. Braves, sorry, yes. So it's a tough end. So the Nets series yeah. is huge. 
Exactly. You've got our last seven games are four four Braves, three Yankees. Yeah. So yeah, that's why yeah this series was disappointing to to not to not get that series. But yeah, yeah. let's uh, let's let's go and get a series win now against the Nats because that's going to be uh, that's going to be a big one. And this was this was part of it why. The Red Sox, I mean, I don't know if you guys listened to the, the, the preview pod we did, but I, I was feeling nervous about it. I was feeling nervous because I knew the lineup was dangerous. I knew our, we were bottom end of our rotation, Sandy aside. So there was always chance there that, you know, Urania and Trevor Rogers could get blown up. And, you know, that happens, right? Um, mm. So it was always going to be tricky. But I knew then you go into the Nat series and here, here's what we know. Sixto starting one of the games tomorrow. It's huge, right? Tone setter for us, boys. You go into that last last um, doubleheader he played, complete game, went to seven, was just lights out. Lee, how good has Sixto been? Has he been even better than you thought he'd be? Yeah, like I said, I, I was the one who advocated for him you know, to be in the rotation to start, start, start the season. Yeah. So I, I thought he was going to be that good, but yeah, he's been even, you know, even better than, than I thought. I mean, he's, he's blowing them away. I mean, he's, how many, what, two more starts he might have? I think if he does well in those two, I think he should be be the rookie you know, of the year for like the National League. See, I mean, he's definitely come, come, you know, and another one, and, you know, he, he, he's just been, been so good, good to see as well. You know, for so long, we, 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 we haven't had, had any, had any decent, you know, prospects. So, you know, it's good to see him, him come up. You know, we got Sandy as well, you know, mm-hmm. Pablo. I mean, as a whole, you know, you know, mix. They, they, they are, they are dangerous force. But yeah, I mean, but six times mean, it's just such a shame that that there is no fans. Yeah, I, I love to to see the see the like, reaction to to him. You know, you know, a, a Sunday game, it, 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 you know, just just would have been been great. Yeah. Do you do you reckon? I mean, do you reckon Marlins Park would have been packed out? You know, in if this if this season was happening now, we're two weeks away, week and a half, two weeks away, whatever it is. Marlins in the playoffs, six to start. Is Marlins Park? I mean, Dan, is Marlins Park full? I think if it isn't, what, what are you waiting for? You know, if you're like, <laughs> you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. Um, I'm. I'm not, I've not been a Marlins fan that long. I've not been a baseball fan that long. I'm only relatively new to the sport, so I've never seen as much hype over a player as I've seen over six to. So, being um, being a bit of a novice as I am, I, I was very quick to sort of go, ah, oh, yeah, get him up, you know, too early. Really, I was, a, a year ago I was saying this, um, and now to, to to see him come in not only live up to the hype, but just to exceed the hype. It's just mind-blowing. What, watching him is just like, Jesus. We've And as Lee, as Lee just said there, with Sandy and with Pablo and, and now Sixto as well, that's a lot of years ahead of you that you've got a... Um, a, a you know, a real arsenal. So, um, yeah, just if, if Marlins Park on a Sunday with six though pitching in a playoff game is not packed out, then I don't know how else you can sell it. No, no. I mean, this, that'll be the test, right? I mean, hopefully there's fans next year, 2021. Yeah. If, if it isn't, if it isn't packed out now, with um, you know, with with Sixto on the mound and the boys playing good ball and hopefully you know winning ball, it'll never be packed out. <laughs> so you know, 
give them away. Give the give the you know if they, if they're not selling an ad, like we go back to this with this thread we talked about last year. If it's not sold out, give it away to the kids. Get the kids in there to see Sixto immediately. Yep. It'd, like, be an in, it'd be an instant jersey seller as well, wouldn't it? The kids will oh, love it. Hey, I, I'm trying not to buy it. But... <laughs> you keep your hands off. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know he's going to switch numbers too, right? You know he's going to take 45 next year as well. Um, yeah. he's, he's got it tatted on the neck. So, I mean, that's that's nailed on. That's that's inked in, literally. Yeah. He's, he's having that number. Um, uh, so we go we go ahead to the Nats, guys. We've got, you know, two double headers in, in three days. Um, huge series. I mean, we've already talked about it. We think probably the magic number for the Marlins maybe five wins. Um, you know, there's that's probably what we think we need. Um, Lee, Sixto goes, Pablo yeah. goes. Mm, not sure if, not sure if it would work where Sandy would go. Not entirely sure how the starters will line up here. Not- yeah, maybe Pablo. Uh, sorry, Pablo Saturday. Sandy Sunday? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think I think Sandy will go, yeah. Okay. I mean there you go. So our top three go. Plus then you mix and match. I mean we've we've played well in these double headers. I mean yeah. <laughs> Braxton Garrett did well. You know, he pitched well. Um actually let's talk about this play. Sorry, just talking about Braxton Garrett. We need to talk about this because this was insane. I have never seen a play like this in my life. And I don't think Braxton Garrett has <laughs> this, <laughs> this wonderful moment where, you know, ping down third, the third baseline, it hits the outside of the bag. BA reacts, zings it over, get guns him out of first base. Oh my days, Braxton Garrett doesn't know where to look. He's like, holy moly. Dan, <laughs> have you ever seen a play like that? But I don't think I have. No, that was just insane uh, reactions, reflexes, and uh, and just skill, you know, to, to, to do what he did in a blink of an eye, but then get it away and make the uh, the play as well. Uh, I mean, I mean, if you didn't know the name, uh, the league knows his name now. Well, well, well done, but BA. And yeah, obviously, just made more magical by the reaction from, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and brilliantly done in comms as well because they said, yeah, this is what we do in the big leagues. I thought it made it just incredible. Just uh, the Marlins have given us over the last couple of years some real memorable moments, even though it's been a tough time, and that was right up there with it. Yeah, absolutely was. Lee, what about you on that one, buddy? Yeah, it's just great. I mean, it, it, it is one of the best best plays the players I've seen. I think, and like I say, and it, I mean, just just the reaction was 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 just perfect. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Do you know what the funny the funny thing was? I was I was sat on the post game media, um, and it was right at the back end of it. No one had asked him about that, um, <laughs> so I had I had my virtual hand raised, ready to pull the trigger on that question because. How could you not ask him about that reaction? Anyway, um, the, the, one of the guys uh, from the Herald, David Wilson, snuck in just in advance of me and got it in. So <laughs> didn't get to uh, get the showreel question in there either, which was disappointing because I feel like there would have been plenty of uh, clicks on that one. Um, yeah. But yeah. Wow, what a play. What a moment. But great to see. I mean, we've been spoiled this year, guys, haven't we? Because... I feel like I've been spoiled anyway because we wouldn't have seen these guys really in in, in a normal season, and we've had a glimpse of of what's there, mm. and there's still more to come because yeah. Eddie Cabrera hasn't hasn't made an appearance yet, 
there's always been talk of Eddie Cabrera of September. September. It's been mooted all year. Um, he, it, it's possible. We know Max Meyer has been in the player pool all along. You know, if all of a sudden the Marlins go right, it's best guys available. What's to say you don't have someone propelled in like a Max Meyer? I, I, I think I even saw that Dax Fulton was added to the the player pool, the the high schooler lefty guy who's been out with Tommy John. So I don't know. I mean, this is the exciting thing, guys, isn't it? You've got we've seen so many guys: Trevor Rogers, Braxton Garrett, Nicky Nider, Holloway. Sixto, I mean, tons that we wouldn't have seen probably, and we've we've had a glimpse, and there's there's loads more left. It's it's incredible, really. Um, it's incredible to think, and you know, you know, who knows how this next couple of weeks will play out. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few more debutants that we that we see. And that's uh, why, in in a way, you think that whatever happens this season, and it is great because we're we're doing well and we're right in there, we're in the mix. But whatever happens, even if it doesn't, you know, we end the season terribly from here on out. The season's still been a win because of that reason. The yeah. development has, has, has escalated and excelled and accelerated because of what's happened and it wouldn't have happened otherwise. So that is one big plus to come out of it, whatever happens. Yeah. So I'm not going to influence you guys at all. I'll try not to. You you may well have felt influenced by stuff I put out the last couple of days. I just want to get your take on the future of the expanded playoffs. Um, it's eight eight in each league this year, so sixteen in total of a thirty team um, MLB. Dan is is sixteen of thirty too many. Um, I I like the fact that it gives more competitive baseball a chance to play for longer um when you know you're out of it relatively early um there's a lot of games that mean there is a hell of a lot of games that mean nothing um so i i like that element of it and i think that that is something that perhaps they could look at you know to to make everybody go deeper into the season knowing that they could still have a chance so i'm for it lee dobbs more of a traditionalist, I think, uh, by nature. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, I think I've started to before. I don't really like it that much. I think it, it, it just devalues the regular season too much. It's too much. Like it's just going to be too easy to get in for some teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, it gives competitive games, yeah, down low. But what about up top? And how many the Dodgers are going to be in by about July? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So now they're they're playing for nothing the 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 rest of the way. I know you've got obviously you've got the seed. Now if they're going to do it, they've got to make some incentive to win the like play every game at home or something. You know, in the wild card round or or something like that Mm. to give some incentive for going for for the high higher seed and things like that. I I just think with baseball, it's such a. I mean, like they say, you're only as good as as tomorrow starts. You know. you know, starting pitcher. So I think it's just too random as well that, you know, you say a team could win 100, 105 games and then just come up against against a hot ro- rotation in three games, you know, who've won about 79 games and then lose. It just, it just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that can't happen anyway. Yeah. The wild card teams are normally about 15 games, games behind the other division winner sometimes. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I can live with, you know, with, you know, with it, but I think they just need to add some incentive of a bit more 
you know, yeah, for getting higher seeds, like you're saying, just play every game at home or or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I'm not in favour of keep keeping it, but obviously I do understand why you know, you know, they, they would do it now. But, I mean, we, we, we see. I mean, something else, obviously, the, the NBA and NHL have similar, you know, schedules where eight, eight teams get in, get in from each. So oh, I think the NFL has expanded this year as well, hasn't it? I think, or, or yeah. next year is going to. So, I mean, it just seems that every league, it, it, it's just, you know, it, it just, just, wants, just wants a longer playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah I mean, they're fun. I mean, obviously, it's not more, yeah, obviously, it'd be more, more fun for us as well. Well, obviously, because Marlins one of the teams that you know we had chances of, of winning the division. You know, I always thought sort of slim as they've been over the last few years. So yeah, I mean, it, 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 it will get, it will give us more to to like talk, you know, talk about and watch. So mm. yeah, uh, like I say, I mean, I, I'm not in, in, in favour of it, but you know, I, I can live, you know, if they they go that that way. Yeah, I I had the sense that was going to be where both of you guys would land, actually, um, <laughs> to be honest. And uh, I think, you know, me and Dan are, I guess, newer to the game. What what I'm sensing is, in just in ge- this is just in general, if, if you follow the game a long time, yeah, then there's some deep beliefs set into the way that things have been done before. And a heavy weighting to the regular season, best of the best gets through to the playoffs and then see how you go. Um, that seems to be <clears throat> the methodology. We've spoken this podcast before, guys. The one game wild card always seemed way out of whack to me. Yeah, I mean, I play 162. I and that, that as, you know, as well. <laughs> Stupid. It's just, I mean, okay, it's high drama, but yeah. it kind but, of goes against the very grain of what baseball yeah. is. It's a slow you, burn, right? You think if you, you play, as you say, 162 games and you've only got to have one one innings where it all goes to pot and your season's done because yeah. we're, because of one we could be one bad call or one hit and you know it's the, the one game shouldn't decide a season of that longevity yeah that's it I th- you know we, we spoke about that before in, in the past guys so you know that that's always felt a bit weird I think the signals and noises coming out are that an expanded playoff format is probably here to stay uh, is what was coming out yesterday. Whether it's eight teams either side, so 16 in total, I guess it's up for debate. But, you know, the the reality is um, it's the biggest money spinner for the league, right? And, yeah. you know, the regular season in many, in many, many markets has such little value because it's, it's dead in Ju- from July onwards. So there's just no money there. So, yeah. you know, it's a commercial entity, guys. Yeah. MLB is not a charity. And it's a commercial entity, and they will do things that will will drive revenues. That's how you strip it back. That's what it's about. Unfortunately, it is not a charity. And so, the postseason, the drama, the eyeballs, the marketing point to we want more playoff games. So that's what it is. The purists doesn't matter. You don't have a vote. Unfortunately, you ain't voting. The league owners are voting, and they're uh, they're voting heavily for for more money. So. It is what it is. I, I like it. I've liked it. Everyone has felt like it's in it this year. That's the thing. The buzz around the league is com- and the fan base is, is so different this year. So different. Everyone's in it. You know, us as the Marlins, we've been in it all the way and we're buzzing. 
Other teams are saying the Giants buzzing. Um, Rockies buzzing. You know, everyone feels like they're in it this year. Yeah, okay, the Dodgers, they're already in it. But there is an incentive as such, and I think that's the point you go back to, Lee, is if you're going to do it and for the regular season not to be meaningless, then you need to have a a true incentive to kick on and win the divisions. You know, that's the key bit. I think they can work that out. You know, you've got home all the way through to... I don't know championship series. I don't know is a, is an option. I don't know, but yeah. But what is the walk around? Is only three games, isn't it? As well, first three two. games, three yeah, games. So I think they might need to expand that by another game to make it first to three at least. Then, and if they played all of them at at, at home, you know, so you 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 could potentially have five games at at home. And I mean, if you haven't won, yeah, if you can't win at home in five, you know, then then you're out. So yeah. Yeah, I think if they expanded that at least by by another game, game or two. So obviously we we see how it, how it you know plays out in the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something. Yeah, I just think they need to give an incentive to winning the deluxe division, yeah. or just just scrap them. I mean, something in, in in like the NBA, they 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 have, they have the like divisions, but they're meaningless. Like they don't mean nothing because mm. they they. they it used to be where if you won won the division, you were guaranteed like top top four seed. Seed it was, I think. So, so you could have like a really bad division, win it, but you're you're guaranteed guaranteed the top four. You know, so so you you played at home, you know, in, in like the first round, you, know, you had the home home court advantage. They've changed that now, so so basically, so so you don't get get anything. I don't, I don't, so they, they might as well well scrap them as well. Yeah. Right. So in baseball, I think you need to have some some you know incentive for winning it yeah and i think the obvious one is is home field you know in the walk around round i can't really see what else they they you know, they can do really but yeah yeah obviously we'll, we'll see we'll see how it goes in the off season yeah yeah exactly there's a lot of decisions to make right all these rules you know yeah. everything that's come in it's all a testing ground and you know, it's the right time to do it. This is the beauty of it. It was the right yeah. season to, to throw it all in there, see what sticks, see what doesn't. Um, I mean, the, I do like the seven in, the seven inning double headers. Yeah, me too. I think they're they're good. You know, exciting as well. I'm yeah. just, I'm still not quite a fan of the man starting on town. You know, on on second base in the tenth. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it, maybe about the thirteenth inning. You know, go try and play a play. A few innings normally, yeah. Yeah, the the, the the double header one though is good. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see the direction. Um, but you know, in general, with baseball, what I I was doing a bit of research last night, trying to just get my head around. You know, what's the trend? Where where's this league trending? And I'm not an analytics guy, as you as you know. But what I could see is, you know, broadly, payrolls going up. Attendances are going down, ratings are going down. You know, it's not a recipe for you know of, of positivity in, in in the main. So, you know, when if those are the league KPIs, i.e., what's what's the attendances, what's the revenues, what's what's the eyeballs on our product, and they're all decreasing, then you need to have honest discussions and have and see why is this happening. Um, you can't just carry on doing the same thing because that's how we used to do it because that's how businesses go to shit. That's blockbuster videos all over. Well, it's what we've always done. Yeah. But anyway, 
guys, let's finish on a Nats five-game preview. I would like a series prediction. I would like an MVP from the series. <laughs> Ooh, Dan the man. What have you got for me? Uh, well, um, top of the rotation, so... Uh, I would be really disappointed with if we don't do anything other than a three-two uh, here, but I'm actually going to go with four-one, um, and it has to be Alfaro. Oh, <laughs> has to be. Keep the wave rolling. Keep the wave rolling. Lee Dobbs. Yeah, like I said, I think a four-one would be the best result. Well, well, I'll. Obviously, a sweep is is, is like the best, but you know, you know, if it, if it, you're talking realistically, because I think they're going to have Scherzer going once, yeah, their yeah. rotation's still okay. So yeah, I mean, a four-one would be perfect. I'll probably lean more towards a three-two, just because I'm not entirely sure as to who we're going to be starting in those double headers. Yeah, maybe Sandy or or Pablo could lose a game. So uh, three, you know, three-two, I'll be happy with. I'm going to go with another man who's been in, in, in good form. Brian Anderson will be the MVP. A couple of homers. You know, and I'll, I'll take that. You know, his gold glove. At, yeah, third. Love it. Yeah. MVP for BA. Love it. All right, guys, to round it off, I am going with the MVP will be Kinsler. Kinsler is going to have... Of five games, he's going to have three saves. <laughs> he's going to have to put the work in. He's putting the work in. He's going to pitch three straight days, three <laughs> straight saves for the Kints. That's my MVP. And 3-2. Um, 3-2 three, two. Three, two as well. Um, I'd love to go sweep, but uh, the Nats are dangerous too. They, If they want to turn on, they can. So... 3-2, but Brandon Kinsler, my MVP. Three saves. Boys, that was a lot of fun. Post-game live was fun. No <laughs> doubt. It could have been it could have been more fun if we'd have had the win, but yep, neither the win. <laughs> we're still in the playoff spot. We're still above 500. There's a lot to be excited for for this weekend of baseball. So guys, appreciate you joining me. That's episode 64 in the books. Um, we will be back. Ooh, we will be back next week at some point to be determined, much like the Marlins and Nats rotations I feel <laughs> over this weekend. So <laughs> until then, 